Welcome to Brightly, You Radiant Being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry so you can shine your brightest. Each episode, we share soul-driven advice and topics to help you live more brightly in mind, body, and spirit. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and passions, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself inch by inch. Hi, Amy. Hi, (laughs) Tracy. I have to say you're looking very ethereal today with those (gasps) sleeves. Okay, that is hilarious. And I'll tell you why later. Yes, but also go on. Very, very (laughs) wise. You just... (laughs) Just a wisdom about you. Even like we, we just, we, sometimes we record two episodes in a day. You look wiser now than you did at seven ten. Wow. <laughs> okay. I will take that and put that in my back pocket. I love the ethereal and the wisdom together. It makes me feel like some kind of, uh, fay queen or something. Uh, I don't know. A, go write a book. Go write another book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to finish this book first. <laughs> yeah. Can't so. wait to read them. <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> well, so speaking of, so we just recorded and hopefully people have listened yeah. to by now, episode 41 on generational yeah. trauma, um, ancestral trauma, healing, like it could have had so mm. many names to be honest. I had a really hard time naming it. Um but we talked a lot about working through patterns that are preventing you or providing, you know, blockages to you being or experiencing, you know, the life that you want or who you want mm-hmm. to be. Um, but you kind of previewed this episode on feminine archetypes yes. um, and how, you know, you kind of move through the generational trauma and just kind of it's paving the way forward into this. I, yeah, I really feel like it is paving a cool way forward. And, and I think that part of perhaps our learning, our schooling to work through the generational traumas is to put a uh, feminine archetype hat on mm. or Uh, a hat of one archetype and a cloak of another, just to take that analogy all the way to the bank um, to help you move through that, to help you heal. And I kind of viewed it as, as you heal, Mm -hmm. you both have to be self-aware to heal, but then you also gain greater clarity and self-awareness. And when you're healed, you kind of see better, right? Like the blinders are either removed or the other people lenses are are stripped away and you can kind of see yourself more. And I feel, I kind of felt like when you're kind of talking about this in the preview for this episode, that maybe, you know, you're, you're kind of seeing who you are more clearly and that identifying through these archetypes and, or creating Mm -hmm. an archetype or something, you can have a better understanding of yourself, which can further your own healing and how you're represented in the world but one thing that kind of struck me uh both when you're in the preview and when we were kind of talking about the show in general uh what is an archetype (laughs) glad 
you ask. It's so funny because of course, I know we've talked about this before. We, we write an outline. We write a show outline with some notes just to kind of keep us on track. Typically, you know, halfway through the show, we're both like, well, let me tell you, blah, blah, Whoops. blah. The notes are, <laughs> you know, they're completely forgotten. We might like loop them back around. But while I was writing these notes, it was t- seriously like, I'm almost done. And all of a sudden I was like, but Amy, what is an archetype? Now, <laughs> I do know what an archetype is, and I'm not saying that maybe you don't, but just let's just get it on the table. No, you know what? I am going to say if somebody were to say, Tracy, define archetype. Yeah, I don't know that I could. I could give you examples of them um, and where I've seen them, but like an actual like, what is it and how do we use it in the world? So I'm going to, I'm going to take a quote from Jung, Carl Jung, our, our second favorite person besides my mom. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry all our other favorite people. Um, yeah, we rank so. you. We have, a, it's like a MySpace top eight friends list. Like we, we have exactly. a board. No. <laughs> so Jung says an archetype is known as a primitive mental image inherited from the earliest human ancestors and supposed to be present in the collective unconscious. So how I read that primitive. Yeah. Uh, Basically it's a shared language and understanding around specific types of people, goddesses, uh, uh, what other term can I come up with? Hearing that it's categorizing personality types. Yes, in a exactly. Sense, right. Yes. It's assigning labels yes. to it kind is of assigning characteristics labels. and that, it's that we shared see. understanding. Yes. So, yeah. so that you're using the same language pretty much within a community, right? So what are some examples of some, or am I jumping so, ahead? No, you can jump ahead. I don't care. I mean, obviously we use this one all the time, mother maiden crone Mm, or maiden mm -hmm. mother crone. Like that is one we use all the time. And I feel like that's, I think the minute you say maiden, mother, crone, people get an image in their head or an understanding around each of those words. And then those ones are also life stages. You go through them. You're not, and some people might not, you could be, you know, 85 and identify as a maiden, I suppose. But generally speaking, it's kind of a linear pattern to mm-hmm. describe aging and the kind of typical experiences mm-hmm. a woman might have. Yeah, that's true. They are. Yes, you're right. Um, something too, that I think is very interesting uh, as a writer, writers use archetypes continuously. Like mm. the, the, I mean, um, you have You're, to have you, really you, predefined characters. You do. You have to have the hero. You have to have like the the the, the villain, the sidekick, the, the best friend, the victim. But it even goes deeper than that. There's, you know, like the sage, the wise person, mm. like who's going to help you, who's going to hinder you. But a lot of times too, um, the archetype, I think many times in many books, it goes back to uh, gods or goddesses. And that's how we determine archetypes is culturally through um, what the community has decided a certain goddess. And honestly, 
Greek gods and Roman gods and goddesses that was um in growing up that was seventh grade education was Greek Mm -hmm. gods Mm -hmm. and that was kind of one of my earlier memories aside from Disney princesses of like deciding who I wanted to be right like I wanted to be Athena I wanted to be wise I wanted to be a warrior I didn't want to be the Aphrodite right because I was looking at it in such that stereotypical way that you Mm -hmm. could see what I valued even in seventh grade at like what 12 years old that I clearly valued wisdom right yeah yeah over something else and and so that's that's amazing that it that's kind of where it kind of starts or well, it goes back to. Right. And, you know, I have a book and of course I don't have it right next to me. It's behind me somewhere, but in it, and you told me about this I love book. this book. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of cool. You, and you actually take a quiz so that you can tell what goddess you are most like. And this, it surprised me because the goddess that I most identified the same with was Artemis. And at first I was like Artemis, but then I was like, oh yeah, nature. Are you gardening? Yeah. Goddess of the wilds, sign me up. But I also was like close behind were both Persephone and Aphrodite, which Aphrodite surprised me. It doesn't mean, and only because, (laughs) only because of what you shared of your own inner journey about moving from maiden and mother to crone. Oh, okay. Nothing at all about your own perceived, um, you know, nothing about Mm -hmm. like vanity or that you you seem outwardly preoccupied with beauty and romance and love and the things Mm -hmm. Aphrodite is more generally known for. But Mm -hmm. because of what you've shared and, you know, before you've even talked about like with your desire to be an actress and things like that. Oh, it makes yeah. sense that that's some undertones <laughs> in your yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and then the yeah. Persephone, you know, she's, you know, known for, you know, she's in the underworld and the darkness. And so I think that's mm-hmm. more like the witchiness that's coming out in you and Absolutely. the spirituality. And- well, when I read about Persephone, I was like, oh, yeah, 100. Plus, what I find so interesting, and I'm not like, I am not an astrologer, but my so I'm a Sagittarius, but my son is, even though it's in Sagittarius, it's in the eighth house, which the eighth house rules like the death and like the underworld and mystery and things like that, you know, that's, that makes sense. So that was super cool. So when I, Oh, I was say when I read that book, it's like divine feminine archetypes or something like that. Is that what it's called? So it was, it was written in the eighties. So like one of the, one of the descriptions and I forget which one it's for, but it's for like the career woman. Is it the Athena? Um, like it's very it much, Athena. it's very much described as like a female 1970s newscaster, yeah. like just a woman who just exactly. wants to work, doesn't want kids. She's a career woman. She's going to broadcast the news. And so this yeah. is a very, <laughs> when you read it, you can definitely sense the undertones of the feminist movement and just like what's going on in the world in the late seventies, yeah. early eighties. Yeah. But when I read it, as with all these quizzes and stuff I do, I, I tie so much stuff to my sisters. I have, I have sorry, many I'm sorry sisters. I'm laughing, but no. I think I know where this story is but going. So I, I had an idea of what I thought that they would be. And then um, I had one of my sisters take the quiz and 
she was exactly where I thought she would be. And I, I don't think she was super surprised by hers. I think she was like you, where she had like one really strong one and then a couple close that made sense. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was, um, uh, a mom and like you could tell you where she was transitioning through her different life stages with the different people she was resonating with in this book or the different goddesses but we were arguing about my other sister and why um and then she read the book and then I like shared with her a little bit more of my reasoning and she was oh I see it I see it now and so it's so interesting I still I don't know if my older sister ever did take it um but just even like the external view like I was like how could she not be this and she's like why would you ever think this she's this and so even externally presenting or these labels other people put on us could be so vastly different um but then I took it for myself and I was really disappointed, Amy. Do you remember what I yes. got? Yes. I got I all do. of them equally. I yes. was like, I so strongly wanted somebody to tell me who and what I was. Yes. And it makes sense that I got all of them because at the time I was really feeling undefined. And that's because in, in the realm of like the known archetypes, I'm incredibly balanced. And that's such a great thing to be. And I know that now. But at the time I was like, why aren't I just like this? Yeah. But so that makes me feel like then for you, why couldn't you just decide to say, this is my archetype? And you know what? This Even right now, I don't want, I want to. to be. <laughs> I feel why? like such a rejection of all the other ones. And I want to be all of them because when, when I look at the Persephone and the Aphrodite and the Artemis mm-hmm. and Athena, who are we missing? Um, Demeter, Demeter, all these, I see all their positive qualities, right? Like a lot of these archetypes, that's how they're written. Um, And who wouldn't want to be all of those things? And growing up, I was so identified by others and I was probably, you know, um, exhibiting it but I really gravitated to it more because other people saw me as a tomboy, right? And not as the Aphrodite, not Mm -hmm. as the girly, not as a feminine. I was quote unquote, the smart one, right? You know, and then my Mm -hmm. sister was like the pretty popular, fun, ambitious one. And we both really went to that to the degree where I feel like she felt like she was dumb for a really long time. She's not. And I, you know, both overestimated how smart I actually was, like most gifted children do as adults. But then I also, it was like, I wasn't able to see the Aphrodite in myself and the femininity that came with it. And then I started to reject it because it felt foreign. And then reading that book really helped me both look at other people that identify a hundred percent as Aphrodite differently. And then also how, I exhibit that in my own life differently. And I'm sure as I transition through different life stages, kind of like with mm-hmm. main mother crone, I, th- the balance might change, right? Like, right. Um, I, you know what, Tracy, I love that, that you can say, you know, I could view it and then see how it does or could come out in my mm-hmm. life. Now, the other thing that I just want to touch on quickly is obviously, like we said, Greek or Roman goddesses here. Everyone has their goddesses. So, you know, we love to talk like I love Kali, the mm-hmm. Dis- mm-hmm. just the destroyer, right? So perfect for our destruction episode um, or Lakshmi who like abundance, but also, you know, like the good partner, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's wonderful to look to your own, what you 
where you feel comfortable to, to view um, the goddesses and who you could view for yeah, your type. You know, there are Native American uh, traditions to go by. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about just because of the Wheel of the Year, the Celtic ones come up mm-hmm. a lot, Bridget and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're really, they're in almost every religion and they're, you know, like even Mother agree. Mary and the Catholic yes. and things. And so yes. you can, but see you can them also everywhere. Yes. And you can also go to more of the general terms, like um, from a website, it was called Women Love Power. Sorry about that, but that was the website. It's basically it's the lover, the hunter, mm. or huntress. Yeah. Sometimes I hate it when they add the ESS to words. Um, maiden, mother, queen, mm. mystic, sage. Yeah. So I thought that was super cool. Like, yes. Well, and I, what I like about that is it's no longer, you know, the gods and goddesses is such just like blanket descriptions and how you identify, yeah. but how yeah. you just, it's roles in the community. Absolutely. It's roles. And not only is it roles in the community, but it also feels similar to the maiden mother crone mm-hmm. where your roles will change as you age or go yeah. through different life. Unlike those external labels, mm-hmm. you can really experience and exhibit yeah. these differently. If you're intentional with it, if you're really in the <sighs> flow of the yeah. transitions through life, you know what this I want to talk about this for a second. This is like a random offshoot, but I want to talk about labels for a second. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that we have been labeled in our lives that then we carry with us, whether it's true or not. And so I think of things like if someone's ever called you a bitch, that is an archetype, right? Bossy, bossy, know it all. Uh, uh, it just, you can come up with exactly slut. Like you could come up with all kinds of labels and those become your archetype for who knows how long, even after maybe you are nothing even similar to the person that someone else decided to label that. And somewhere in the back of your head, you're still carrying that label. Mm -hmm. So that just... Just another little added well, benefit there. <laughs> and how many of us, if we're not feeling balanced, cling to a label and hide behind it and don't <gasps> move forward, right? Don't transition through the different life stages. Just yes. say in the more immature ones or the things we've been labeled yeah. at as a way as to not have to grow and move forward because it's Ooh. known or it's comfortable or it's safe, yeah. even if it doesn't really feel true yeah and or consequently you know what if you saw the more aphrodite type person labeled as a slut and labeled as all these bad things and labeled as self-absorbed and labeled as dumb and then you shied so far away from that you moved away from who you are because you accepted the negative connotations associated with these different archetypes and you shut down every part of that type of archetype in yourself Mm mm-hmm that is very interesting. And we do not have an answer for any of that, but I feel like I really, truly feel that if you can 
Now, obviously, like we said, this book, you actually took a quiz and there's a million quizzes online. And what archetype are you? This quiz is so obvious, too, that if you wanted to be something, you could be something like if you already know know about these, you could. Oh, there's some things that I have a problem with with this quiz, because one of the things was like, your husband does blah, 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 blah. And that was supposed to mean that you were a very strong, powerful woman. I was like, no, <laughs> that is not true. Anyways, I also feel like, why can't we be the choosers of our own archetype or who we feel Like if we could personify that archetype, it would help us move through the things that we're trying to move through. You know, I first realized people did that about five years ago and it made me mad because I didn't realize (laughs) you could. I, I was just thinking everybody came out fully formed with these great personalities and styles and this clear definition of who they were. And here I am just lost in the world and just, you know, being real basic. And then there was, um, a famous YouTuber in 2014. I was following, she does my drink kitchen, Hannah Hart. And a few years ago on her birthday, she was just sharing or people were kind of making fun of her. She changes her style every year on her birthday drastically changes her style entirely new haircuts new persona new clothes new look new feel and she like spends time figuring out who and what she wants to be in the world like how she wants other people to experience her and that's when I was like you can do that (laughs) you can do you can pick (laughs) like I any anytime I've had a really corporate job or even like when I when I got the job at the library, I did decide, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do librarian chic. Like that's going to be my <laughs> wardrobe. And I got cute short or like cute skirts and like, and I didn't even actually work as a librarian, right? It was a total poser and it wasn't too far off from my normal style, but I just bought some new accessories and just, it was just fun to kind of be more like 1950s kind of patterns and styles. And then when I got the job and I moved downtown, I went and I bought sport coats right? Like I, I, I bought coats mm-hmm. and I bought dress pants and these button up shirts. And when I tell you, Amy, every day I wear those, I feel like I'm a little kid playing dress up. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm so not like myself. I'm so clearly playing a part and it's a part I don't want to be right. Like I feel like it's back to 1980s and it's, you know, take your parents to school to talk about their work day. And I'm wearing my mom's shoulder pads dressed identical to her while she's talking about her big office job. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I still get intimidated at the thought because whenever I try and, you know, pick a style and change it, I feel like I'm dressing up, right? Well, do you think you've, have you ever found your style or do you think that maybe you have found it and all these other things are just like ridiculous add-ons? I think I have found it. I think I am more, uh, just kind of like utilitarian basic. Like I remember like even before Gap made it a thing wearing khaki pants and just a great mm-hmm. t-shirt one day. And my older sister just looking at me, I was in high school at the time. She's a little older and just being like, God, I would like, look, that's just like effortless style. And I was like, 
I just feel comfortable. Like I didn't get it until like gap made it a thing. And I was like, Oh no, everybody does it. Right. Like I just, I like basic and I like simple and I don't want to put too much thought into it. But then I still see these people on Pinterest. I see these people in real life. I used to work at a company just full of graphic designers and really Mm -hmm. people whose personalities shone through Mm -hmm. what their outfits were. Um, And so again, like when I took that quiz, it made sense. I'm really balanced. Like I will have a dress up day or I will be fine adding something, but yeah. I feel super balanced most of the time. So it doesn't come out, you know, clearly some of those people, like I, I'm thinking one of the graphic designers, hundred percent Persephone. I don't think any of the other goddesses would show up in her quiz. Like just like, <laughs> and see, so when you talk about it like that, I'm like, oh yeah, I dress like Persephone. Oh yeah. I dress like Artemis. Yeah. Oh yeah. I dress like this other So person. there are different ways to show Aphrodite. your balance too. Like yeah. you can have the different days of it, or yeah. you can be more like me where it's just, it's just little bits throughout. It's yeah. not you wouldn't super identify when you saw something. Yeah. Um, so, w- so if you were not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. If you were going to identify an archetype, like made up. Uh, Laura Croft. We've already talked about this. I'm going to be Laura Croft. <laughs> right. oh, I knew you were going to say Laura Croft. I knew it. <laughs> Tank top cargo pants. I got it. No, um, I don't. I don't know. There's a part of me because I know I shied away from the Aphrodite stuff so much mm-hmm. as a kid, teenager, young woman. There's a part of me that really wants to try that, but it feels so foreign. Like I'm almost 40, right? Like, and, and to adapt that now. And then, like I said, though, like I had that realization just a few years ago, like, but you can, right? Like, well, I have there are money. Ways, I can do this. Yeah. But there's also ways to show up like Aphrodite that have nothing to do with your closet. Ooh, I like that. And I will say I have taken, we'll talk about this more next uh, episode, but I've taken like workshops um, uh, on the divine feminine. And like Mm -hmm. a lot of that is tapping into Aphrodite just by putting beautiful, fresh flowers in your bedroom, right? Changing how you decorate, the Mm -hmm. scents you use, the foods you cook, the -hmm. type of exercises you do. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. Like they're, it's not just your style and it's not, it isn't your style. Shoes. Yeah. Well, right. And some people, for some people, it can come out like with your style, right? I, I feel like mine, especially when I was going into the office, would present as the clothes that I wore. I mean, you had like there were certain days where it was like, ooh, Doctor Who, like 20, 2018 Doctor Who in cart, like love it. Doctor Who is already a female doctor. I don't care about the <laughs> online discourse, yeah. nailed it, looking amazing, right? But then the next day it'd be like, ooh, hippie wild child, tell me about that commune you grew up on as a kid, right? <laughs> really? Like you yeah. you had such good style, but every day was different. <laughs> like so much of your personality is expressed okay. in how you Okay, I'm going to share something with you. I didn't it I didn't use it to dress, but I was going to create this thing for women to figure out like what do I want to be today? What do I want to dress like today? So I literally made this wheel. There's a spinning wheel. Ooh, with it's different a, layers. Yes, yeah, so you could be like a contemplative steampunk mermaid one day like what would that look like what would that look like contemplative steampunk mermaid go (laughs) okay a contemplative steampunk mermaid would definitely have um she would have tortoiseshell glasses she would have um blonde 
turquoise hair. She would wear a faux leather jacket uh, that was brown with a shimmer of green in it. And how's that so far? I love it. It reminds me, I don't know if you've seen on like Pinterest or Instagram, the people who imagine Disney characters as different eras, right? So like what would Cinderella yes. look in 2020 um, yes. and then draw it out, yeah. right? And, so and it's literally you can capture yeah. those types of personalities so, and the archetypes. The outer wheel was sort of more like personality. So happy, contemplative, optimistic, sexy, graceful. The inner was I don't know, because I have trashy, French, American, country, contemporary, futuristic, romantic, gothic. These are fun. types of fashion I don't even know exist. This is awesome. Exactly. And then the inner what were actual more archetype, like the hippie, well, mermaid, boss, and what, warrior. What a fun exercise to <laughs> maybe not even like discover yourself or even like what should I wear today, but just an exercise to experience how you would express yourself in those ways and like go to a thrift store and build that outfit and just wear it for a day as an exercise. I'm right? doing it. Yep. We're, we're no, both going to do it. Ne- no. Next time we yeah. have a thing, like we gotta, <laughs> we gotta do it. It's kind of like when everybody gets like, let's say you and your spouse or your friend each have $20 and you go and buy the other person an outfit, like either yeah. something really fun and ridiculous <laughs> to make fun of them in or what you want them to wear. This is so much better. It's like, pick your archetype and then go and yeah. be that in the world and see how it feels. See what it brings up in you. See how yeah. it's expressed. And <gasps> yeah, see what it brings up in you because part of it too, for me, I literally had it sort of coined as dress your superpower, right? <laughs> so yeah. So what is, what's, what's your archetype? Oh, there it is. What's your superpower, there. Amy? So, super if you created your own. So those of you that can't Wonder see Woman. Her, she totally has the Wonder Woman leather band on her head right now. And she's rocking it. She went from ethereal Sorry. to warrior goddess. Like, yeah. I mean, like. Sorry, my vegan friends. <laughs> it, it was a headband before. before. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Wonder, uh, like, I love Wonder Woman. And part of it, I think, is because of that sort of Artemis because sort of that Artemis uh, archetype, right? With so good in nature and horses, and I'm scared to death of horses, but I wish I weren't. And, and, you know, just being able to bow and arrow and run here, but also truth. Remember, doesn't, she's got that lasso lasso of of truth. truth. And, and she's, she's very brave. She's very smart. She She's an Amazonian. She is an Amazonian and she's very fair. Mm. Like, I feel like she always is. um, Yes. Just people. Yes. Justice. Exactly. So I'm going to take this off now. I wonder. (laughs) So I got to ask. So Wonder Woman, especially your demographics. I think that that was one of my mom's like go-tos when she was a kid. And and I think your mom and I are of an age. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I have to wonder though, cause when you, how you were describing her and, and Artemis is independence. And so were you always that way? Or is it something that you, you know, maybe after certain experiences in your life that you then gravitated more towards the independence or even acknowledge, like, I can do this on my own. I am strong. I am wonder woman. Like, yes. 
to all of that. And I think that that is just something that I want to cultivate more of to show out to the world, the independence nature of that. I love that because yeah, I haven't when, actually even verbalized that or thought about that. Cause like I joke about the Lara Croft thing, but it's no different than me wanting to be Athena, right? Yeah. She's really smart. She's really independent and she's really physically capable. And yes. those were all things that I aspired to in yes. my youth, right? Like she just, she was skilled. I wanted skilled. I didn't just want to be pretty, which is how I viewed Aphrodite. She's so much more than that. Um, Aphrodite also makes other people feel beautiful. She makes other people feel good. Ooh, I love she, that. Yeah. She's about romance and love and connection and relationships and just beauty in life and, and general, she's, right? Yeah. And she's also, I read in that book, she's also about um, what body, the body is sacred. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's super cool. Yeah. And you know, like, and, and as a kid, it makes sense. Cause when I was hearing about this, I was really immature. I was a year younger than all my classmates. I wasn't really into dating yet. Right. Yeah. So in seventh grade, my birthday's at the very end of August. It was like the cusp for whether or not you got to be in a certain grade. And so I was a full year younger than everybody else. I wasn't into romance and Aphrodite is the seductor. Like she's seductor. Uh, yeah seducing um, about the lover, about the body, about the physicality. And I was an overweight, surly seventh grader, right? Like, and so I, it was too hard. Surly to seventh grader. <laughs> uh, when you think about like, uh, who, who was my archetype truly until about 30? It was Nia's character in my big fat Greek wedding, the, the main woman in there, right? Like I was very much like her where I didn't blossom or, or feel like a woman until 30 and over. Right. And so, mm -hmm. um, as a kid, I rejected the Aphrodite and I just was like, oh, she's just pretty. Who just wants to be pretty. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't feel pretty. Right. So it made sense. But like looking at some of these other goddesses in the book like Hera is the matriarch the empress like Zeus's wife like she's you know controlling things she's mm -hmm. getting things done and then who's Hestia she's also a mystic yeah yeah well this was from a different list this wasn't from the book this okay. was from a different list and so Hestia I think is she Roman? Because this Definitely. list also has Isis on it, which Isis is Egyptian. Mm -hmm. um, but Hestia is a Greek goddess of the hearth. So she's, so she's a daughter of one of the 12 Olympic deities. Oh, she's, she's, isn't she the daughter of Hera? Well, okay, we're going, we're daughter we're way of Cronus and Rhea. When the gods oh, okay. Apollo and Poseidon became suitors for her hand, she swore to remain a maiden forever. Whereupon Zeus, the king of the gods, bestowed upon her the honor presiding over all sacrifices. Oh, so that's why she's a mystic. Yeah. All right. There you go. Well, to just kind of get back to like, creating our own and mm -hmm. the fact that like you're like Lara Croft and I Wonder Woman there are ways you can look if you have a tarot deck you can look through the tarot deck and find if I mean I have I have three decks behind me right but what exactly. did you do with your decks <laughs> so honestly do you know what I did for today's poll I mean I pulled out all the feminine cards presenting cards. Yeah. Feminine presenting cards. So, I mean, not only do I have the Empress as one of the archetypes, I also have the Knight of Pentacles. 
Which some decks, so in the original Rider Waite, they aren't super balanced gender-wise. More no. recent decks are becoming more balanced. So in the decks yeah. she's showing on YouTube right now, these are mm-hmm. females presenting characters yeah. and cards. Page of Swords. I can't quite tell, but I feel female presenting. Um, so, and then of course, you know, I, I mean, there's, there's the Queens, you know, Queen of Wands, uh, all the Queens. So I pulled out all the female cards, like literally, and then I shuffled them and then chose a card from that. I mean, but, but before we get to the card that I chose, one thing that I was thinking about was, yes, you can. What if you created your own archetype? But also, like, do you choose your archetype or does your archetype choose you? So we both chose like an archetype we really like, but you could do something like this if you had an Oracle deck or a tarot deck. Yep. So I frequently do it with the goddess guidance oracle cards or frequently yes. when I first got this, it's something I would kind of do where kind of similar to tarot where you can pick, you know, draw three cards for your issue. And it's like past, present, future. Like what mm-hmm. I would do is like, who is most presenting my life right now? Where am I devoid and who should I call on or, you know, I something love like that. that. Yeah. Or yes. like who, who's coming yes. in or who do I, whose support do I need? Yeah. Yeah. And so you could create your own, you could pull one, you could pull three, you could do what I did, pull feminine presenting cards and ask yourself these questions. I mean, I think that who do you need to be? How do you need to act? What's in your highest interest? Just sort of the same thing. You could ask other people, how do they see you? Like how, and you've brought this up before where you call on your friends to let you know what you're good at or what you're doing, but you could even take it a step further and say, who do you see me as? Like, I love it that you, um, thought about your sisters and predicted which goddess they mm-hmm. were. Um, but or also how they present to me, right? Yes, like they might they identify to totally different. So leaving yes. space for them to have that. Well, um, right. You can't be the yeah. boss of I'm not, I don't get to tell them, but when I read this, no. oh my God, this is so. Yes. Dumb. Yes. Um, you can get quiet with it. You can meditate. You can journal on it. I mean, I think there's all different ways that you could use this. And then once you choose it, then dig deeper into that and what it could mean to you. And this maybe the symbolism in the card or the goddess or the different stories around the card or the goddess. And some of these archetypes, right? Like they're all in us all the time. We're choosing how they present. Yes. Um, it's not necessary, you know, and so some of this too is sometimes it, it might feel uh, when tapping into one that you don't usually go into or that you don't think you are, it might not be that it's wrong. It might just feel itchy, right? Like yeah. it might just be, just might feel because it's so new and different. Yeah, that might be exactly what you need. Sink into that uncomfort, discomfort. I, yeah, I so often say, you know, the thing, like if it scares you, it's probably a good thing to try, right? Like why look, look into turn it over. Why is it scaring you? Like, don't go and, you know, stick your hand on the stove. Like that's a different type of fear, right? Like, yeah. So be smart about it. But if it's something where you're apprehensive about it, or, um, once I, I was in therapy and he's like, 
you know, these three themes came up, which do you want to work on? And I was like, I'm really apprehensive about that one. So maybe that. I love it that you were that self-aware. Oh, he said that. And I was like, I ain't paying you to help me through things I already know about, sir. Like if it feels prickly, I don't want it to feel prickly anymore. Right. And so some of this stuff, like some of these goddesses, when I look through it, you know, there's kind of like that yearning, like that little girl, like, oh, I wish I could be Wonder Woman or I wish I could be more like this. Yeah. Go there. Like, why do you think you're not and why do you think you can't be and what do you think yeah. is missing and then try it on whether it's for a, a day on. or for the rest of life I don't know but like try it on see see how try it fits. On. I'm just gonna try it on yeah <laughs> there you go wonder woman what <laughs> thank you for singing that <laughs> so are we ready for the universe? Are we ever? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that exactly. could really be said in two intonations. Are we ever? Or yeah, are we ever? Are we ever? <laughs> so I'm I both, did that yeah. <laughs> with my deck, with the spellcasters deck. I pulled out all the the what I viewed as feminine archetypes, and then um, without looking at the cards, chose one, and I got the Queen of Swords. And in this card, this Queen of Swords, I love this cards queen of swords because she's looking right at you and there's a huge bull just like it's like a dog laying next to her but it's a bull (laughs) and instead of in the traditional rider Waite smith deck uh the queen of swords is holding her sword straight up and this queen has it in the ground like almost like a power move yes very much a power move so when i looked at this card I was basically like, okay, if I'm using this as an archetype, like how would you use this card? So this queen definitely has, is certain of her power, right? Her sword, like I said, is in the ground. It's stabilizing her, defining a boundary around her, her boundary, right? So what could you use to stabilize your life? And um and to set clear boundaries so that's kind of so for me I'm looking at it and I'm like okay I could use my planner better in order to stabilize my life literally yeah and then as for setting clear boundaries first I would need to understand what my boundaries are Well, and to give some people an idea in the realm of what we're talking about here, clear boundaries would be, I say who I am in the world. There you go. I say. And then you use your mental sword to cut away the clutter. Ooh. So apart from the archetype, what whenever I see the queen of swords in a reading, mm-hmm. what I immediately think of is she is decisive oh, so in terms yes. of what we're talking about now. It's deciding who you are, having being clear of mind and intentional and then making yes. it happen. She's also I really ambitious. That. So um, while you were talking, if people were watching YouTube, it looked like I wasn't paying attention, but I have the Biddy Tarot <laughs> deck, which is a really feminine deck. So they both yeah. balanced out the cards similar to Amy's in terms of gender a division between the different suits. Um, but they also, it's just really feminine color and design and the lines, but the queen of swords looks like a Greek goddess. She does. She's on a throne yes. in the clouds with their hair up and a crown yes. and just like, uh, just the flowing, you know, white toga style cape 
Um, she does look but like she's a just Greek sitting goddess. there like a god. She's just like a goddess. Like nobody tells me, right? Like I tell mm-hmm. you, I'm here. I'm presiding over. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. She's just so fun on all. I'm interested in what she looks like in some of the other decks. But that's a beautiful message. I love getting that. So now what's happening? Oh God, so many things, Amy. But I think we're talking <laughs> about the next episode. <laughs> So regardless of gender, we all have aspects of masculine and feminine in us, right? It's all kind of about balance. Um, Mm -hmm. And so now that we a little bit more about feminine archetypes, or even that we can choose our own archetype and how we present, we're going to chat about how to recognize, honor, and activate the divine feminine and masculine we all carry to lead a more balanced and divine or blessed life. So I can't wait to talk about that. I actually did a 21 day meditation uh, journey with Deepak Chopra and um, uh, dang it, Amy. Anyways, I'll remember next time. And it was all around the divine feminine. So super excited about that. And I love it. Can't wait for the next episode. So if this episode spoke to your soul, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, give us some love on your preferred platform with a rate, review, and subscribe. I just want to do a shout out to everyone who has done that already. Thank you so much. You can also reach out to us via Instagram and YouTube under The Brightly Podcast or via email at brightlypodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we hope you have a bright and beautiful day.